Hey there, it's your girl, Antronetta Tillman. Thank you for joining into my podcast. I am excited to have you here. If you are new um, to She Changed the Narrative podcast, I thank you for joining in. I encourage you to share this with your friends. And today is an exciting one. I'm excited about today's um, episode because this is an episode that has helped me along um, the information that I'm giving in this episode has helped me through some very trying and tough times, um, especially getting over insecurities, getting over um, self-bullying, whatever you want to call it, whatever labels are put on it. All right, just fasten your seatbelts, plug in, get a notebook, get your Bible, get whatever you need. I'm ready for it. So let's do this. Today's episode is His Thoughts Are Greater Than My Thoughts. And the reason why this is so important is because our thoughts can be very deceptive from time to time, you know, like, is this reality? I need to know to be able to decipher between is this what God thinks of me or is this my own thoughts? Is this traumatic, you know, dysfunctional thoughts from my past trying to reattach itself to me? And you guys know I do memories. Memories, when we remember, it's almost like a bungee cord. You can throw it far out and it'll try to reattach itself back to you. And that's why Paul said, I forget those things which are behind to press towards the Uh, Mark in the calling that is in Christ Jesus. This is vital. This is important because you want to become all that God has created you to be on this earth and not be so tied to your past that you're not moving forward. All right. I come, um, the scripture that I'm coming from today is Jeremiah 29 11, for it says that I know that the thoughts, um, that his thoughts towards me is of good and not of evil to give me a future in a hope. This is very important because when you know that God's thoughts towards you are of good, that means any other thoughts that come that is contrary to being good need to be done away with. Whether it's your thoughts, whether it's your sister, brother, daddy, cousin, whoever's thoughts, your boss's thoughts. If they are thoughts that are um, demeaning thoughts, thoughts to tear you down, thoughts to try to keep you bound, make sure you get rid of those thoughts and start to allow God's thoughts to be higher than whatever those thoughts are. These, that's a good way for, I like to do inventory, inventory of my thoughts. And when we realize that we have to know what we're thinking about and be in charge of what we're thinking about, then we will start to control those thoughts. And then we can see the change in our lives. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You won't know what thoughts to renew if you accept it as normal and they're okay and you're allowing them to have residence in your mind not knowing that they it's costly it's costly to keep that there I think about like electricity you're just running up the bill you got insecurities and fears running up the bill while hope long-suffering patience and all of that can be residing there helping you to get through and maneuver through everyday you know situations that can become overwhelming. Let's use for an example. If God has put you in a season, you're in a season now, um, and, and it's a time for you to be able to steward your emotions well, it's hard to do when you're driven by fear. 
fear of what comes next, fear of what might happen, fear of what won't happen. You can't live in the moment that you're in if you're so looking ahead with false expectations. But it says, it says, God, his thoughts towards you of good, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The word hope is a great expectation. So your thoughts should be more of a great expectation, greatly expecting for all things to work together for your good, because you know that you're called according to his purposes and that you love the Lord. So if it's looking like it's not working together for your good, the thoughts might need to be realigned to be lined up with his thoughts. What is that? Whenever you come to things and like, I can't do this because, you know, no one in my family has ever graduated from school. No one in my family has ever had a successful marriage without divorce. No one in my family has ever been able to raise their children without their children blowing up on them and them getting into fistfights. Yes, that's all violent. That's all crazy. But that's some people's reality. Every day, you know, this is their reality. It's been generation to generation, but it has to be somewhere that it stops with me. This stops with me because I'm up under another bloodline, which is the Christ, the blood of Christ. Now I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. All old things have passed away. Your mind, you have to start to see the old things as passing away. That's the thing of the past. That's what they went through. But it stops with me because his thoughts towards me are there to give me a future filled with hope. And it's a beautiful thing that God does this, right? He lays it all the way out. He don't only expect something from you, but he gives you the will and the do to do those things which are pleasing according to Philippians 2. So as he gives you the will and the do to do those things which are pleasing, that literally means that he inscribes on your heart. Again, we're talking about God writing our story, right? It's time for a rewrite. He's rewriting your story. Allow him to write on the tablet of your heart the very desires that need to be implanted in there so that you can truly love him with all of your heart because he's writing and inscribing on your heart how to love him how to love your children how to love your husband how to love your friends how to love your family how to love your neighbor God can inscribe all of these things on your heart and as he's inscribing these things on your heart it is from the very your heart the very issues of life will flow the issues of your life will start to change as you allow the author the one who wrote your very beginning from the end. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the author and the perfecter of your story. He's the author and the completer of your story. Philippians 1 and 6 says that now when I am confident of this very thing, that he that has begun a good work will bring it into completion. So God didn't just start the work. He will bring it into completion. He will finish the work that's on the inside of you. He is the finished work. When Christ said on the cross, it is finished. It is in that place that as we choose, as John 15 says, to abide in him, he will abide in us. And then we will bear fruit and our fruit will remain. We will start to bear the necessary fruit that is acceptable to God. And those fruit will remain. What is those fruits? Galatians 5 says that the fruits of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So as we want to just have an overflowing of God's love, his joy, that our joy may be full, right? His peace, long-suffering, patience, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. How many of us want to have self-control lives? That is found in God. That is found in abiding in him. And the way that we abide in him is getting in his word and allowing his word to get inside of us. That is the way that we allow his thoughts to be higher than our thoughts, that we may live in the reality that he has called us to live in. 
it's it's one thing, you know, to 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 see how we begin. Like I know where I started from, but I don't want to stop there. I want to become all that God has destined for me to become. And he wants us to become all that he is destined for us to become. He wants us to be conformed to the image of Christ. If we start to see our attitude and our nature, it says that our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. If we start to notice that we have a negative attitude and our attitudes are more impatient with people, petty for no reason, petty Betty is what I call it, you know, um, clapping back at people for no given reason. Like, God, I want my attitude to be the same as Christ Jesus. That is found in the presence of God, found in intimacy with God, getting to know his thoughts. How do you get to know a person? By sitting down, engaging in conversation, asking questions. Not only are you talking, you don't really get to know people if you're doing most of the talking. You get to know people by listening. And that's why the Bible says to be slow to speak, slow to get angry, and quick to listen. This is even takes place when we're talking to everyday people, but it is more important when you're in your relationship with God. Be slow to speak. Don't be so quick to come and throw up all these words up to God when we don't even know what we ought to pray as we are. We don't even always know what we need to pray for. We don't even know appropriately. We want his will to be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. When I got from that nevertheless lord i never want less than your best for my life therefore i won't come to you throwing up a bunch of lofty words but rather i ask that your kingdom come let your kingdom whenever you're praying for god's kingdom to come y'all you are praying for the place that God has rule and complete reign. What does that mean? That means he is in complete and total control. So when I pray for God's kingdom to come, I pray for God's kingdom first to come and flood my heart, mind, and spirit. What does that look like? The heart is the very home of our affections. So God, I want you to have rule and reign in my affections and in my desires. Those things that I desire, I want you to have complete rule and reign there. The Bible tells us that he puts that will and that do there. That will and the do, and the Bible says that he works in you, the very will, his very will and his desires so that he may get from you the, his very, um, that he may pull. I, I often say God deposits in us so that when he comes to make a withdrawal for our lives, he knows what he deposited on the inside of us. He deposited his will. He, that means he wrote with the pen. He'd inscribed on our hearts, to his will, his purposes, his plans is written on our heart. That's why he says in his Bible that that's why it says in the Bible that he will perfect those things which concerns us. You guys, this is a powerful thing. I want to unravel that just a little bit. Perfect. Bring it to completion. Perfect. He will complete every single thing that concerns us. That's not just saying, oh, you're concerned about this. No, it's that word when I went to go and look it up and unraveled it with different translations and from what the Greek was explaining for it to be. He will perfect the very purpose that he sent us on this earth. He will perfect his plan, his purposes for our lives. And how many of us want to live out God's purpose? Like, God, I want to just live in your purpose. He wants us to live out his purpose. Sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting and forgetting what God wants from us. This year, the the little phrase that I'm holding on is withholding nothing. 
God, I don't want to withhold anything from you, right? And so I'm just praying. I want to love the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, and soul. I unraveled those things to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. The heart is the home of the affections, right? Where the desires are. So I want to love the Lord my God with all my desires in the very home of my affections. And But the Bible also talks about with all of your mind. God, I want every single one of my thoughts to be in line and to glorify you. I want to love you with all of my thoughts. That means you have to be active in doing what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians. It says to cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself over the knowledge of who God is and bring it subject to the obedience of Christ. What does that look like? Any thoughts that come and try to exalt itself and try to make me second guess and question that my God is faithful to try to make me second guess and believe that God will work all things together for my good because I'm called according to his purposes because I love the Lord. So if any thoughts try to tell me that they're spinning everything out of control. We got everything going on in this life around us. We got COVID-19. Our electricity was out just this past week. We have, and you know, th- those are cares and worries. We got children. I got five children that we needed to steward over and to care about and to make sure that they wasn't getting cold, going hungry. Those are real thoughts. So the, the it started to try to make me second guess that God will not supply all of my needs. It was for me to take every thought captive. Those are thoughts of, well, God won't supply for you. God won't hear this. God can't do anything about this. So it's like that. Who would you trust in when it says trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding? Come on, guys. This is our thoughts. Us us bringing our thoughts subject to the thoughts of God. We have to bring and you guys can't see me, but I'm physically looking at every thought, grabbing and laying hold and grabbing, taking them captive to bring them subject. Like, no. God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Look what God was to them in Egypt. Whenever they were set free from Egypt and they were brought through the wilderness, God was their warmth. He was their fire by night and he was their cloud by day. Meaning he sustained them with the very warmth that was needed so that they didn't get hypothermia and die. Praise God. He was their son. Y'all, if y'all hang, I mean, he was their cloud by day. You hang around me, you're going to know I love to be out in the sun but I don't like to be sunburned I don't want sun all over my face right to the point I'm just sunburned you know that vitamin c vitamin d is good thank you but I don't want to be sunburned (laughs) so that was the thing it was like he was their cloud by day come through shade come through God was that necessary shade right God was, and that just shows he's our provider. He's the provision that we need. If he calls us to do a thing, this is the thing I've been really setting and getting rooted and grounded. If whatever God has called me to do, he has already supplied for me to be able to do it. That means he given me the person, he's given me the personality. He's worked all things together. He said that he placed all things in us you know, that is useful. He get, he placed it all on the inside of us. So if it's the personality, if you're afraid that you're not witty and whatever it is, God has placed it on the inside of you. He's given you enough boldness to do all those things, which you are called to do. What does that require? It requires us to stay in his hand. Staying in his hand is the same thing as John 15, abiding in him, abiding in him. Bearing the proper fruit is only going to come by abiding in him, staying in him. That word abide means to live rest and to make your home in, to get real comfy and station yourself in him. What does it says in him? I live and move and have my being. I want to live my life in unison and in oneness with God. 
Jesus prayed in John 7 that we be one, even as him and the Father is one. God, I want to be one in you. You've prayed it. If Jesus prayed it, I can take that to the bank. It's not about me praying the right prayers, having enough faith when I pray the prayers. No, Jesus prayed that we be one just as him and the Father is one. What does that mean? The very same power of God that rose Christ for the dead from the dead is alive and well on the inside of us. What else does that mean? The same amount of love that God have when he said for God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that same love is overflowing and active and it's given to me it's accessible for me it's also there for me to be able to be filled up to pour out to others that same love the same amount of power that was in God's words when he spoke and said, let there be light. And now light is still sustained. He spoke life and breath into existence. And that very life is able to continue to be fruitful and multiply. The babies and stuff that we're having are literally, you know, overflow abundance of the life that he breathed in the first man, Adam. Come on, y'all. That same life that was breathed is the same life that is in his word. For it says all scripture are God breathed, God inspired. Therefore, we can take God's word to the bank. Hebrew says that God's word is living, active, powerful. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It goes down to the very bone and marrow. God's word is that cut. It's what we need. It's that sword that we have to keep in our hand. So that when we're casting down vain imagination, it is vital to cast those down, take those thoughts captive, but to also speak what God's God word says when it looked like nothing is going to work together for your good you say no I know all things can work together for my good when the devil try to tell you that you can't do this or your mind tell you you can't do this or your past or someone around you is trying to limit you and say you can't you say no I can do all things through Christ I can I can stand through this that's what Paul's situation was. Paul wasn't just saying, I can do all things. Oh, I can start that business. I can be successful. No, it was bigger than that. Paul was shipwrecked. Paul was being beaten. Paul was in prison. Paul was going hungry. Paul was going through some things, y'all. Yet this same Paul who was going through all of that stuff is the same one who encourages us to, we can do all things through Christ. I have learned all things to, to both be hungry yet satisfied, but in all things to be content because it's godliness with content me that give us a great gain because hit my thoughts. When I think about what Christ thinks of me and that I, how I am set free because it says in John, John eight, whom the son is set free is free. Indeed. That is not conditioned on me setting me free. That's not conditioned to the pastor or whoever laying their hands is setting me free. No, that's, that's based all the way on Christ whom the son sets free is free. Indeed. It's the same God who told hell in death to loose its hold when he throws again on from the, on a third day from the dead, that same power of freedom is a freedom. He said, for freedom's sake, Christ has set us free. This freedom, we are, now I bind myself to this freedom. I um, have this, this, this book out, this book, workbook, it's called Bound to Freedom. It's living the reality of God's freedom. If God says I'm free, and whom the son says free is free indeed, I can take that to the bank. I'm binding myself to this freedom. That's me abiding in Christ again. I'm abiding in him, in his thoughts, Whatever his thoughts is, I want that to be my thoughts. Whatever God says, I want that to be the words that's on my lips. So Lord, keep a gate on my lips. Keep a guard of my lips that I don't speak any doubt. I don't speak anything contrary to what you spoke over me. Nor do I allow or accept what someone else has spoken over me. 
for it is written. <laughs> what did Jesus have to tell him whenever he was in the wilderness? Satan tried to tempt the word. <laughs> I want you to get this, y'all. Satan tried to come with half truth of God's word and tried to tempt the personified word, which is Christ. Christ is the word. He is the living word. He says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word is God and the word became flesh as you go down to 126. So Christ is the word of God. And yet you have Satan who's trying to tempt him. If Satan tries to tempt who was the word, he tried to tempt the one who is the word of God. How much more will he try to come and tempt us and try to see if we know what we think we know? That's why it's vital to get acquainted with the word of God and get the word of God hiding in our heart. Jesus said that his joy, that our joy may be full as we hide his word in our hearts. He says, be careful what you are hearing for the words that you hear. The, the very measure of, you know, the very measure that we study this word, it will be added back to us, both, both virtue and knowledge. The Bible also tells us to study the show ourselves self approve a good workman, not being not needing to be put to shame because we're able to rightfully divide the word of truth. This truth is what should we should allow our thoughts to be renewed by so that we can see the transformation of that God intends for our life. I'm going to end with this. Um, I think of the transformers, the transformers, they were able to, to transform into whatever was needed. First, they were just as a common vehicle, you know, going from one place. I'm God's vehicle. Fill me up, God. Take me wherever you want to take me. But when it was came down to her battle, battle, they was able to metamorphosis <laughs> into whatever was needed in order to defeat, you know, whatever enemies that came against them. This is what I think about when I think about fighting the good fight of faith, allowing God to raise up on the inside of us in those times that are needed. You have David, who was a mere little you know, a young little man, but yet when it was time to fight a giant, he was able to stand great and tall, knowing that his God is great and tall and mighty. And who can beat my God? It's just like when you're walking somewhere and you're looking at who I'm walking with. When you remember who's with you, who's in you and who you belong to Christ, God, I belong to him. I belong to the creator of all things. I belong to the one who even, I can say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I know the one who made the weaponsmith. He's the one who made it possible to make any weapon. Therefore, I know no weapon formed against me shall prosper. This is that encouragement that we can have that whatever God thinks about you, that should triumph over every other thought. The Bible says this, so is a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So whatever your dominant thoughts, that would literally you can see how your life is going to pan out by your most dominant thoughts. You materialize from what you allow to stay in your mind. So I'm encouraging you to allow God's word to take residence in your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. As I said, I was going to end with um, that. And I just wanted to leave that encouragement. My, my little phrase that I'm going through this year is withholding nothing. I don't want to withhold anything from God, but God encouragement to me. So I'm encouraging you. He's not withholding anything from us. Every, we can have as much as God as, um, as much of God as we want. He's there. He's like an endless buffet, a water that never runs dry. This well that wants to spring forth on the inside of us just so that we can have so much of his living water to give to such a dying world. It is vital for 
for us to share the gospel in this time and season that we're in. It is vital for us to share of his love and his goodness and to walk in the boldness of who he's called us to be. God has created and fashioned us in his very image. We are here to represent him, to represent him, represent him to this dying world. And how do we do that? We do that by knowing who we are and whose we are. And taking our life back one thought at a time, knowing that, God, your thoughts towards me, they are of good. You have given me beauty for ashes. You've given me life. You are my life. When it says, for when Christ, who is our real life, appear, we will appear also. And knowing that this is not our end, we can rejoice that this is not the end of our story. Our story has been written and has been finished and has been published and the blood of Jesus seals the deal and we can rejoice knowing that that we are written epistles we are written letters read by all men and when they read anything about our lives just by the way we carry ourselves they can read that we serve a good and mighty and great God not with a false you know being oh I'm blessed no I am truly blessed to be envied fortunate because I know blessed are the peacemakers blessed are the ones whose sin has been forgiven and yet they paid nothing but yet accepted the price that was paid on the cross that's we're blessed for that reason we are blessed when we're persecuted we are blessed when we are used and abused we are blessed coming in we are blessed going out if we recognize who we are in God we can know that we can count it all joy when we come into diverse and various trials of every kind because we know who is with us allow his joy to wrap you in his, in, in his arms so that you can be strengthened with the inner man like strengthening your inner man that's my prayer for you I pray that you just continue to go forward in the Lord. Be strong. Be encouraged. Love you guys. And even when you're weak, come on somebody, because this is just a, a powerful thing that even when you're weak, his strength can be made perfect. So don't be ashamed to run and hold dear to God that God, I feel weak and allow his strength to be perfected. Um, all right. This is me giving fun facts. Fun fact. I have so recorded this thing like three or four times now this podcast right here having five children this has been real y'all so the other ones I thought was just fire like man this is gonna be so good super excited so by the time I got to this one it was like okay lord <laughs> the very thing I was saying in the other ones because they didn't record or I had a child um who came in and was interrupting or whatever so this is me like God, I really need your thoughts to be above my thoughts right now because I was on fire earlier. So you guys just got the rule, the raw and the uncut. Me depending on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no notes, no nothing. Like, God, I need you to speak and encourage each of us to put your thoughts above our thoughts. Knowing that, you know, that now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless. You are the one who's going to present us faultless. You are the one, you know, finishing the work on the inside of us you're the author and the perfecter of this so i just pray each of you guys are encouraged <laughs> and if you um this your first time following me or checking out the podcast i pray you share this um, podcast with someone else who can be encouraged um if you have any suggestion of any new podcast that you would like to hear you may email me at she changed the narrative um at gmail.com if you would like to check out any of the books it is at she changed the narrative.com 
And thank you to all those who have been supporting, donating, knowing that we love to give out free merchandise and we're only able to do that by those who are able to donate. Um, We have workbooks, workbooks that help you to sit down, pray, get alone time with God, whether it's the prayer workbooks, whether it's the She Changed the Narrative workbooks. We have the goal plan. We have all kinds of things. I like to give resources because I'm a writer. I like to sit down and write um, and, and, and be more practical, like how to get this, you know, some of this stuff. It's easy to give an answer to someone you don't know, um, and give them the answer they want to hear. But it's another thing when you're alone with God, like, God, no, I really need help. My inner man is struggling. It's, it's, it's dwindling, like whatever it's withering. Seem like I'm, I'm, I'm folding up. I need help. And I feel like this is for someone. Someone is going to listen to this and you're like, man, every, on the outside, everyone think I'm doing okay. But I'm really, truly struggling on the inside. My encouragement to, to you, first and foremost, get along with God. Grow a deeper intimacy with God. That's the place where he wants to know your innermost secrets because he already know he just wants you to open up and be honest with him about where you are it's just like in the garden of eden right he asked him where are you he knew their physical geographical location he knew that he's god but he wanted them to recognize the displacement and disposition of their hearts so that they may posture and position themselves in his hand back where they belong that's that's what each of us anytime where he said why do you say one thing with your lips but your heart is far from me god wants us to realign our heart with who he is and 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 just being honest and it starts with just a pure honest confession about where you are and then accepting you know his love and his his embrace all over you all right that was for somebody because I was over. I was done. And that just came out. So I'm going to end this with prayer. Okay. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, I thank you for all of the listeners. I thank you for whoever this um, podcast may reach. I just pray, Lord, you be glorified. I pray, Lord God, that you just even now, Lord, start to love on them. Lord God, love away the hurt, pain, um, some of the, the confusion and insecurities. And I pray, Lord God, that they just grow a deeper intimacy with you, Lord. I pray you just continue to develop who you've created them to be, Lord. Develop them into that person, Lord God. Let them find safety in your arms, Lord God. I pray you give them a hunger and a thirst for your righteousness and for your presence, God, and for your word, Lord, that they grow a love relationship with you, Father. And I just thank you for it in advance. And I pray that they just become contagious, Lord, that the joy just be so contagious, Lord, and when other people see and they want what they have and they start to ask questions what must I do to be saved so I just pray your perfect will be done and I just love you Lord and I thank you for every listener and I thank you for all the support and love in Jesus name amen